With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Game to love. We are back. Next episode, thank you so much for your support on the last one. Um, it really excelled and did so much better than what we anticipated it would do. It did. We started the last uh, episode with, what was it, 100 subscribers? Yeah, we're celebrating 100 subscribers. Now we're celebrating 200. Already, yeah. So that's only possible with, you, with all your support. Cheers. So again. <laughs> I'm not drinking because as you can tell from my voice, I'm not too well. But this is what happens when you go away skiing and stay in cold conditions yeah, for a few no. days. It was a great time, but I probably should have wrapped up a bit more. But yeah, we got... 100 subscribers when you <laughs> left, so maybe do it more often. <laughs> I know, mate. No, I know. I'm thrilled. It's literally, it's amazing. Like, the podcast is growing. Yeah. Um, things are looking up. We've got we've got so much to talk about today We've got well. some it's people that we want to say a uh, big thanks to as well. Yeah. A uh, couple of guys. Uh, one from Twitter. Yeah. Someone you've yeah. been speaking to very... Uh, Jose Margada. I'm sure you know who he is. Um, he's, he's quite a big figure on um, on Twitter. He's got 50, 50 odd uh, K followers. Um, he's a journalist, Portuguese journalist. He's reporting all the time about tennis news. He's passionate about the game. So if you don't follow him already, go check him out. I'll yeah. leave his um, little at handle. Put it there. No, we'll put it down here. Let's put okay. it in the description. Should we put it? Oh, we put it in the description. It's but just easier than it's this click one. Through. It's this one here as well. Yeah, yeah. So we'll sort we'll sort that out. Go follow him. He's a great guy. Really nice. I wanted to address something from my last, uh, well, from the last podcast as well. Uh, apparently, I was taking a stat from Coffee Break Tennis, which was apparently Ben Rothenberg's tweet. But I'm not the Twitter man. This, another, this and he's another cool guy on Twitter. Like ben Rothenberg, always, yeah. Yeah, he knows his stuff. He really does know his so stuff. So shout out to him. Yeah, yeah, follow that guy as well. Yeah, so thanks for, thanks for you guys and thanks for everything. I think we'll just get on with it. Yeah, I think so. So where do you want to start? Well, let's start for this match in Africa. The, the match for Africa. It's match for Africa. It's in Africa, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's got well two of the goat candidates. Oh, be up careful! Don't you want to say too much there? Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, that's another 
thing we should address first. Thanks for all of the response on the last episode. I know that there's been sort of a mixed bag. Most people really loving the fact we're mm. discussing the topic, but due to the amount of interest in the topic of who is the GOAT... Well, it's such an important topic. Well, we're definitely going to go ahead and discuss yeah. it in more detail. We're going to do an episode where we'll revisit and sort of look more in depth for the stats because we feel for like sure. the last one didn't really do it justice. Like, it's a big topic. Yeah. There's so much to say on You've the You've got issue. to remember that with this podcast, we are still trying to cover all of the results and we're trying to cover like the ATP events. We're trying to cover the WTA events. Mm. We're trying to cover current events. We're trying to cover a lot of things, yeah. and probably we just didn't do it well. Didn't give it. We the didn't respect. give it enough. I didn't give it the respect it deserves. So maybe we do one full forty-minute episode just on the goat. I so think it's brilliant too because there's yeah. so much to talk about. And so much. We only skimmed the surface. Really, yeah, we didn't even go into depth on who we felt was the the greatest of all time. Exactly. People feel like maybe they think I think uh, Rafael Nadal is, but like you'll find out. Maybe that's not necessarily true. Ooh find out another <laughs> mystery they are put on the podcast yeah. if you keep uh yeah keep watching we'll definitely have one of those coming out very very soon so mm -hmm. yeah we're going to be at home doing our research and uh compiling a lot of statistics just to uh get the debate going. yeah but for now match for africa match for africa what an occasion it was Fifty-one thousand wow. people watching most ever in uh in yeah. a tennis match no one's it? ever watched there's never been so many spectators at a tennis match before uh, there's been very little hosted in South Africa before, so it's brilliant for the local people to be able to see their idols well, um, and to be able to watch and uh, people in the, the day. people in the top row probably. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant yeah, no, it well. looked quite far, I must admit. But still, that, that the I think it was all for the Roger Federer Foundation, isn't it? What ran him through? Um, no, it's for kids. <laughs> It was. It, it may still be. I'm not sure. I think it's running in association with the Roger Federer oh, Foundation. I, what I saw online is it's, um, they raised 3.5 million dollars. Yeah. Or um, kids in Africa, so the education. Yeah, yeah, Africa. I think that's what he's his oh, thing's right. all about. Oh, nice. Well, so, nice. yeah, fair play. Well yeah, I was done. sure if it was a Roger Fred. Um, Fred um, so I went onto the website and uh, just checks it all out, and right at the bottom, big RF at the bottom foundation. Oh, so nice. I think it's something that Roger's really uh, keen on promoting. Yeah, and yeah. Giving a little bit back, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not sure how accurate it is. I feel like his mum has got some heritage towards South Africa. Maybe we should... Uh, we'll verify that, but we'll, anyway. But we'll, we'll go into that on the GOAT chat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that will be part of it. But anyway, what did, you, what did you make of it? What, the actual match? Not the actual match, because I'm going to be honest, it doesn't really... The match was a bit... It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. It's an exhibition match. I've never seen an exhibition match not go to three sets. True. So it doesn't matter what was going to happen. The second set, the other person was going to win it. That's true. Uh, the outcome of the match is a bit... Doesn't really mean anything. What do you think? We'll just we'll cover the fact that Roger Federer did win. He won the singles against Nadal. What about the doubles match, man? That's the one everyone's talking about. Yeah, the doubles is probably more exciting. <laughs> Bill Gates. Anything. I didn't think I've ever seen. Bill him. Gates isn't bad. Not not bad. Not no. bad. Got a little bit of work there. Needs to put into that forehand. He's much better than um, the other guy. Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah. Yeah. He yeah I, I was not impressed with Trevor Noah. He looked good in all the in all the gear. He, he seemed more pumped Nadal. up. They had the headband. Like, oh, he had all the gear, but very little idea. <laughs> yeah. I think you're right but great to see them coming out for the good cause as well though yeah, yeah no it's really brilliant nice. honestly it, it attracted the numbers like I think uh, it went on sale a few months before the event and it sold out in 10 minutes <laughs> whoa so that's ridiculous this like. is faster than an Conor McGregor fight yeah no it's, it's, it's crazy for them to be able to do the numbers that they did it's just super impressive and yeah. um, a testament to Rafa and Roger 
It yeah. just begged the question for me. How do, how do you reckon um, Djokovic feels about all of this? Knowing well, that, I know it's for charity and everything, the, but do you think it has a bit of a, it's another dagger, it's another little... A little dig. It's another little dig, isn't it? It's another little nail in the I, coffin, really. It's why a bit are they combining their names now? Like, now they're called Fedor. Yeah. Like, what's this about? Like, yeah, I know. Come on, they're not in a relationship. I know what you mean, yeah. And people are just commenting on Instagram, so I love seeing Roger and Nadal. Oh, hug. there's a lot of fans. Like, I love there's, fa- there's Fedor fans. I love There's the people fa- who love Fedor together. It's crazy. But I understand it. At the end of the day, Roger Federer specifically, he is like the pinnacle of the sport in terms of like, he enabled it to get to the level it is today. People may disagree with that, but I feel that he is uh, very influential in the way that tennis has developed and the way it is in, yeah. a, in the place it is today. So it's kind of fitting the fact that a big rival of his over the years has been Rafael Nadal. Maybe this will be their downfall is the fact they're friends. Djokovic, nah, I'm good. I, I will. I will stay on my you know own. What? And I'll beat I think both of you. You know what? That's an r- extremely good point you've made. That's really. That's a really Why good. Why would point. I want to be a friend until after my career's finished? I agree. I kind of agree. He doesn't have any friends on the court. I, I doesn't agree. have any friends in the stands. He, he claims to be friends with Federer and Nadal and that. Yeah, but it's all very much like um, there's more of a um, competitive element there in terms Definitely. of there's a big rivalry. There's a big rivalry between Nadal and Federer, but is it getting a bit softer now? Are we going to lose that touch in the Grand Slam final? Is it going to be the same? I think they're just getting a little bit older and now they're just... They're coming to the end of their career. Maybe they're just trying to tag team against Djokovic, knowing that he's the one coming through. And this is definitely something we should consider when we actually discuss who we think the greatest of all time is. Yeah. But yeah, back to the actual match. (laughs) We're going to keep going on so many different uh, segments here. Yeah, I mean, the actual match itself, it was just an exhibition, wasn't it? Yeah, it was an exhibition match. There was a lot of trick shots. Little fancy... Bits and pieces. Nadal had a great shot. Rowie like twisted round. That was a nice yeah, one. Yeah, very good. But aside from that, it was just, it's what it was. Federer won. Who really cares? They raised a lot of money for charity. Great cause. Yeah. And yeah, I don't really have much more to say about the event. No. It was, um, it was a great one. Well done to everyone involved and look forward to the next one, I think. Yeah. See if you can break the record. Yeah, yeah. For sure. But yeah, if we come away from that and then we dig into... One of the three ATP events that was on last week. Ooh, yeah, that's and what the one to start that we're with. So we've had. It's nice to see all the ATP sort of um, events sort of flourishing now. We had Doha, Rublev was dominating the first few, but now he's not yeah. been in these recent ones. But I think he needs no. to have a break in between. Well, and I think he can't, needs. We can't go in all of them. So. No, exactly. I think we. Well, should we start off in uh, ATP Pune? Well, I think yeah. it, I, as I now heard, it's Pune, I think. Ah, so we're saying it Poon. wrong. We uh, like the Poon. The Poon's better. We thought Pear was going to do well in the Poon, but he I didn't, know. did he? He didn't do well in the Poon. He was probably too focused on Poon that he forgot to play <laughs> tennis in the Poon. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, well done to Yuri Vesely. Wow, yeah. yeah he's, been a, he's been around for a long time, Vesely. Second ATP Tour title. Uh, five years, I believe, after his 2015, first. 2015, yeah. Yeah, after his first one. Yeah. But well done to him. I watched the final. I thought, Jurisimov, he's been sort of digging himself out of a hole in every mm. single match he's had in yeah. that tournament. He was coming from a set behind every time. Yeah. He went right to the wire in the final set. And, well, Vesely. Because I remember um, he made a bit of a, a big mistake, Jurisimov. There was um, there was one, one shot of really... A big unforced error and it sort of sw- swung the whole pendulum which makes me think it was a very close match they're very evenly matched you'd say probably on paper Jerusalem maybe is the better player however 
Uh-huh. Well, Vesely can beat anybody. Vesely has day. the shots. He's he's an incredible player. Like his well, shots are very. Um, he beat, he's got that? a wide range of shots. He's a very hard hitter from the baseline. Not so, so long ago, he beat Nadal in Wimbledon, didn't he? I yeah, it was only a couple of years. Yeah, back. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was a big upset, wasn't it? Yeah, but that's the proof that he can oh, he's turn a, up. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, that was a brilliant result for him. And then who, who was our selections for that? Well, I think you had Kwon Soon, right? No, I had Kwon Soon. And he went out. Who did I have? Oh, Ivashka. Ivashka, yeah. Yeah, and then he went out to Vesely, the eventual winner. Yeah, so it's not too bad. (laughs) 13-11 in the final tie break. So, went out to the winner. You'll find a lot of my selections go out to the winner, eventual winner. Usually my selections. And that (laughs) probably takes us on to, well, after my bigging up of Attila Balaj, he went out. To 6360 to Garin, who yep. ended up being the eventual winner. The eventual winner. So I was a bit downhearted that uh, he went out. Oh, but I didn't know that. Your picks all went out, they all went out to the winner. Well, so my one got to the final. This is now Swart- on ATP Cordoba. That's Schwartzman, he got yeah, to the final Cordoba. against Garin. And if I'm honest, the way he played up and up to that point, it was very good. Like Schwartzman was in form, he was so quick around the court. I've thought Garen might do something just b- based upon in the semi-final against uh, was it Jer from France? All oh, right, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jer. He lost the second set six-one, and I thought that's a little bit. Yeah. I didn't think Jer was on his same level, but then it opened up the like possibility in my mind oh. that Garen looked like he was on form, might be able to do it. Maybe he was right. Garen absolutely. That tore him apart. Swartzman took one of the sets, didn't it? It was 2-1. Yeah. But that final set, he bageled it. 6-0. Yeah, 6-0. Um, some of the tennis he was playing was like... Yeah, really, no, really I, good I did though. see a bit of it because I was fascinated to see how it sort of panned out because Garin had a really good um, run of form last year, especially on clay. It's definitely his surface. There was me saying he was up and down. Apparently he's up now. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't know. He's, he's a very good player. He's really good. and um, I just wanted Attila to win. So it's good now because <laughs> he's, he's in his career high as well. Yeah. Yeah. So he's never reached. I think he's, t- he's in his twenties. I think it's his third ATP Tour title as well. So well done to Garin. Yeah. Well, it's an incredible achievement. Three. Yeah, and he's, a, he's in the next one now. Yeah. The next one in Buenos Aires in Argentina. Another so clay into that, yeah. yeah. So we'll see how we get, he gets on. I feel like it's sometimes difficult for we know what the curse. <laughs> the curse. The curse. If you win an ATP tournament, the next one usually you go out in the first round. Yeah. <laughs> we'll <laughs> see. We'll see how that one um, pans out. Hopefully that's not right for Gary. <laughs> anyway, back to France now. All, All right. right, France, and we had well Gael Monfils, and yeah. he made it his third time winning in Montpellier yeah no he's good there yeah yeah really sure. good the home fans really cheered I loved his celebration at the end yeah, he had it? some good celebrations the throughout the whole thing no actually. he's an entertainer though isn't he was he? just giving it a bit of the old fist pumps wasn't he like <laughs> looking at his box he's someone you want to watch isn't it he's so well, entertaining when he's it's not just that he's a brilliant player as well when people sometimes put look at him as too much of an entertainer the guy is an unreal tennis player as well when he's on his game uh, he's up there with well, he's top eight, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And he's um, he's got the power, but he also has that movement around the yeah. court. He's flexible, and he's like got a good serve. He's one power of the quickest shots. players. Yeah, I remember watching a clip of um, a lot of pro players discussing who they thought was the fastest player around the court. A few of them said uh, uh, David Goffin. Goffin. Yeah, he's very quick and around the court. And the other, a lot, most of them, eight out of ten, were going from one face. 
which surprised me because I didn't, I didn't look at him as someone that quick, but clearly mm. he's able to get around the court very quick. Yeah. And um, it must be a massive um, did you help. See, <laughs> did you see that shot? Well, he had one where he was on the run and then hit it down the line for a winner. Oh, All right. No, that I didn't was see when it, he, That was when he got one of the celebrations out like that. Oh, that right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Coming at his uh, box. <laughs> yeah, it was on the run. And I think he was up against, was it Vasic? Vasic Pospisil. Who's burst back on the scene. He's been around for a long time. He's out injured for a long time. Yeah, but he? now he's back. And he was um, looks really good. He's a top player. I remember watching him in Wimbledon a few times. Really good, and uh, it's nice to see him back because um, he's definitely got the ability. Yeah, um, for sure. So it's just refreshing really to see someone back, and he's he's trained, must have trained really hard to get back to the level. Because I feel like sometimes when you take an injury, to get to which will go on though. later on, I want to talk about Jack Sock and how that's the impact on. If you compare Vasek Pospisil yeah. and Jack Sock, the differences between them two is just un uh, enormous. Yeah, you've got both top players. Jack Sock was top 10 in the world this time last year, maybe 18 months ago. And now he's unranked altogether. Top Doesn't have 10? a ranking. Yeah, top 10. Really? Yeah, Jack Sock. I didn't think he was that high. He was ridiculously high. Gonna have to check that then. Double check before I just... Uh, yeah, ranked eighth. Yeah. Wow. So Jack Sock, top, top 10 in the world, now dropped out altogether, doesn't have a ranking. Played the other day against um, Marcos Jerome. Lost two nil, yeah, and it's just it's he happened. looked poor, mate. Like he's just he's unfit. He can't hit him to hit his shots. Doesn't look interested. It's really but the sad. thing that winds me up about it is why was he able to get into the ATP New York? I, I don't want to. That's another tournament we'll discuss more in detail. But yeah, he got a wild card into the ATP New York when there's other young promising players who I felt deserve much more of a shot than someone who's just at the end of the day. Brandon Nakashima. There's loads, loads. He's <laughs> just someone who just wasn't really, he's not at the races. He's clearly not putting in enough work. He's looked well, overweight. Well, in his last, well, he's not. He's many? not won a game since 2018. He's won one match, but well, this he is won in a few the, in the, in the, in the, the Labour Cup. Labour Cup, Cup yeah. yeah. But he won against Fonini, who's yeah, famous for not turning up for some reason. Oh, he's, the guy's got the ability. He was top 10 last year. I feel like he's just very, um, I think it's, this, there's no excuse for someone to be a top 10 player and then a year later unable to even get a ranking altogether. He, he can't, he can't, pull, he can't pull together might a win. Just, I might just have one of those really niggling injuries though. You've, sometimes uh, an injury is so bad that it sort of brings us yeah. back to a little bit like when we've had Murray trying to attempt his comeback. Yeah. Like it's been really hindering him. You see him losing to people you didn't... Murray shouldn't be losing. He still did really well though in his comeback. He won, didn't he? Yeah, uh, but he's out again though. He won in eight twelve. Yeah, but he's not, he came back, but then he obviously to the detriment of him going back out again because yeah, he was pushing his body harder than it was should have been going really because he just wants to get back. Yeah, yeah. But the same could be said a little bit for Djokovic when he had that he had that little gap in I think it was the end of two thousand seventeen or was it two thousand eighteen? He had that elbow injury mm. and. He was losing to people. I didn't realise that he lost in the Australian Open to someone called uh, Chung. You know, Chung. <laughs> he lost in straight, straight sets to him. Oh, really? I know. So that's what I mean. Like, yeah, I remember. The, I remember a big shock. Someone a hundred and fifty. But that's how out of the game he was. He could get through three rounds, but then the wear and tear There's on. There's just it. something seems a bit different with this Jack Sox, Sox situation. What do you reckon's happened in his time off? That's what I'm saying. It's just. 
we'll never know. We'll, I'll, I'll look into it more for the next podcast. Yeah, but I I'll just sort of raise it as something. I wanted to talk more about the positives anyway. Vasek Pospisil, yeah. incredible. Back on the scene, looks back to his best. Beat Goffin in the round before. Yeah. One of the second. He was the second seed for the tournament. I think I forget who he beat in the round before that, but he beat another good player, and quite comfortably as well. Yeah. There's someone he beat six one the round before. Um, is it Krajinovic? Or is he beat someone good? Yeah, he beat Gasco 6-1. He beat, 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 beat my tip. As soon as we, I'd given my tip for the tournament, Pospisil decided just to knock him out of the tournament straight away. <laughs> so thanks for that. My tip was Dimitrov, and he went out more or less straight after the podcast went live as well. <laughs> so we had a we had a mayor in, um, in Montpellier. But then, look who's facing each other in this week's tournaments. There's Shapovalov versus Dimitrov. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Pospisil, great to see him. The resurgence of him. Yeah, I found something a bit strange though. Did you see him and he was, <laughs> yeah, I did. He was I know eating from say. the maple syrup bottle. What's that? Is that like uh, he's seen Djokovic in his secret potions? I think he wants some of his own. He's got a maple syrup. He's just. Necking. I saw um, some of the Canadians on Twitter. They was they was lapping it up. Like, oh, oh he's doing that country proud. Go on, boy. I think yeah, maybe Felix he's doing a bit of free it. advertising for the syrup <laughs> company. You never know. How's that helping him? What mate, just a sugar it, boost? It did well for him. Well, not, the, not in the final, it didn't. No, in the final, mate. I think he was doing it in the final. That's when I saw him doing it as well. Yeah, so. Maybe it was like slowing him down. It was like stuck in the stuck in the stuck syrup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's move away from there. Let's have a look at uh, what other ATP events are on this week. Hmm. So we've got ATP Buenos Aires. Yep. In Argentina. In Argentina. And uh, are you aware Another clay of tournament. Another clay tournament. Are you aware of who's playing in yeah, this tournament? Yeah, well, there's a, there's a few of the usual have, suspects in it. Have any picks for this tournament? Yeah, in fact, I'm going to be boring. I'm going to go for the same as the one I had for Cordoba. Swartzman. Although Garrett's in the same th- tournament this time, I just feel like I feel like he's going to have learnt from his mistakes he made there. And throughout Swartzman's... <laughs> no, throughout Swartzman's career... Forever going to back Swartzman. No, no, throughout Swartzman's <laughs> career... His major problem in Argentina is he's got he's got a name for it. They they know him quite well for this. He struggles with the big finals. Finals he loses them. He's like the he's like Jurgen Klopp before he started. Well, he can't really say that now because he wins everything. He wins yeah. them. But he he gets to a final, can't handle the situation, loses. And Schwartzman, he's had a, he's got a bit of a weak sort of mental edge. Sounds like and you're a little bit of a hater towards all the players you love. You just criticise them in finals. Team, your favourite player, weak in finals, bottles it. Well, no, Schwartzman. No, no, love team. Him. Let me clarify with team. Team won more <laughs> ATP tournaments last year than any other player. Well, so he's able to. I'm talking more about team on, on a Grand Slam level. On, back, that, on the big league, this is the big league. But get back with to Schwartzman. Get back on to the ATP level, he's struggling to win them ones. He's struggling to win the finals. And he could have so many more than what he's done. However, saying all of that, his ability alone, he's one of the players who have won a, a, an ATP tournament for the last 10 years, every year. That's really good. So he's, um, he's obviously a top player, and I feel like he's going to have learned from his mistakes in the last one. I feel like he's definitely got the ability. I think he's going to breeze to the, to the semis. I just, it doesn't breeze. matter who he plays. Yeah, yeah, because he's, he's breezing. He yeah. can play Garen in the, in the second round, mate. He'll beat him. He's oh, very much, he'll be fine. He'll get there. And I hope this time that he's going to have a, maybe mate, hopefully a better draw. I think he's, he's my tip to win. Anyway. Garen's licking his lips, thinking another bagel, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, but there's some other good ties there, though. But somebody I'm picking out, um, I picked him out, but he already won already. I'd already picked him out. Casper uh, Rude, I think Ooh. it's going to, he's a young, upcoming hopeful. I thought he was incredible on clay last year. 
I was backing him to even beat Federer at some point. I was getting so behind him, I just went. I, I yeah, so I remember it's beat. after in the French. Um, in the French, he beat Berrettini on um, on Roland Garros, didn't he? Yeah. So and I was backing him to beat Federer, and then he just lost in straight sets, I think. But still, the promising signs from a young twenty-year-old lad that was there. Oh, brilliant so player! Yeah, again, and it's not a bad tip to be honest. And look what he's done, like Anderjar. He's put him out in. Two, two sets to love. Yeah, I think it was a round. quick one as well, yeah. like 50 minutes or something. The game yeah, is over so he's done so. that and he's uh, seeded eight in the tournament. He could be coming up against uh, Kicinato or Kabayas Bainer next. Mm. So but talking about the clay, there's a player we didn't talk about from the last tournament and that's Andres Martin. Yeah, He's a yeah. really good player and he's been in a really good uh, Bainer form of late. He's yeah. been beating some good players. And um, I think he's someone you can't really dismiss. He's just um, creeping into the top 100 now. But he's been in such great form that he's able to beat the very best on clay. Well, he beat uh, somebody that we've been touting as a good young French player, wasn't he? Moutet. Yeah. Beat him 2-0. Yeah, exactly. It was very comfortable as well. And took a set off of Garin as well, so... Yeah, no, that's he's no a mean feat. That's what I'm saying. So, and if Garen's 20th in the world, this guy's just breaking into the top 100. It wouldn't surprise me if Andrej. It'd be nice to see how he does in uh, Roland Garros. I feel like because of his ranking, he's not going to necessarily get the best draw. So he could be yeah. facing against one of the top players quite soonish, which is a shame for him. But and he's just broken. I still wouldn't write him off. He's a brilliant player. And Playing he's, um, at the moment. Is he? Yeah. Just broken against Bagnus. Oh wow! Yeah. There you go. Interesting. Yeah. Mate, I think he, I think he's beat Bagnes. We'll well, he'd he only does. played him a few weeks ago. Beat him two, two nil. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. No, quite as well. Just look out for Andrews Martin. The guy is a brilliant player on clay. Sorry if you're. I can't say about name. any. I can't say about any other surface. Sorry if the name pronunciation. It's is probably Andre. It's probably a silent J. Andre. Andre. Martin. Andre. <laughs> Lucky we don't do pronunciation. Yeah, no. Worry. Yeah, so you've got our selection for that. So I'm going with myself. I'm going with. Oh, who did I say? I'm going with Casper Rude. Yeah, Casper yeah, Rude for me. And Diego Schwartzman for you. And then we move away. Let's uh, go over to Rotterdam, where there's an, well lots and lots of good players in this tournament. Rotterdam is more the top tier ATP, isn't it? Yeah, there's a lot, like there's a lot more. There's a lot of good players. Some you've serious got, players. You've got the likes of City Pass. You've got Medvedev. You got Rublev. You've got Per Bendene. You've got T- well, you said City Pass. Yeah. Hubert Herkaz. Yeah, another young player. You've pair. got uh, Krajinovic. Did you say that already? No. Um, you've got Felix. There's one I'm waiting for you to say, but I don't think you've right, said it. Let me uh, pull up the draw one second. There's one I'm waiting for you to say, but well, the name's eluding Monfils. me. No, not Monfils. Wow. Uh, Kukushkin. No. Jules Simon. No. Yannick Sinner. No. Wow, there's so many good players. There's so many good. This is like uh, who's who. Uh, Medvedev. No, not Medvedev. Uh, Pospisil against Medvedev. That's one in the first round. Wow. Something tells me you have a gut feeling about who's going to win this. <laughs> <laughs> it's only because I told you earlier who I think is going to win. But no, yeah, like you say, uh, Roberto Batusta, he's my tip to win this event. Well, I think his form this so far in 2020 has been incredible. He had a brilliant ATP cut. Uh, the Australian Open was a bit disappointing for him, but I think he came against... Um, he played against a really good... I think it was... Who knocked him out in that? In the Australian Open, he lost to Chilich in five. 
Yeah, it was very tight. Silich on It's a bit disappointing. It's a bit disappointing. I feel like I got should have done better in that one, but like I say, it took to five sets and go either way. I feel Silich. He's he's experienced. He's a Grand Slam winner, mate, and he's been to a couple of well more than I think he's been to three Grand Slam finals, hasn't he in total? So. Yeah, when you come up against Chilich in a Grand Slam, it's no easy match. So of course. I think. And congratulations to Chilich as well. She's had a new uh, a baby with his wife. Oh, congratulations, Marin. So, yeah. Or Maran. Marin. Marin? Or Maran? <laughs> He's just taking time <laughs> off away from the game, so. Oh, That'll well. be nice for him. But then, yeah, a good, the reason I say a good right. is not just for his form, I just feel like um, the, way he's, um, the way he plays. He has a mental edge like other players don't. And I can just see him progressing quite well. And not just that, he's played a lot more games than some of these other top players. Yeah. Medvedev's not played so much. He's been, I think sometimes match fitness is important. And he's definitely there with it. So, yeah. you see, obviously you can say one feast as well. But I feel like sometimes if you just won a tournament, it's very difficult. Like we've said, the curse. Yeah. The so, there's a lot of people I'm sort of dismissing based off my own little stupid ideas I've got in my head. But so for that reason, I think I've got. Okay. Interesting. Uh, for for me, uh, um, I'm, it's a little bit predictable, but we haven't really heard his name for a, for a while. But Daniel Medvedev, I think oh, it, right, yeah. it just he jumps off the page with his hard court form last year. I, it's hard to go against him. My other maybe selection, another Russian, was Rublev because oh, of yeah. his amazing. He's won two ATPs already. Yeah, I don't see Rublev doing it. I now, don't though. see Rublev doing it, but that's why I. Do you know what the nickname for Medvedev is? No, the octopus. That's what they call it. <laughs> he's called Why? the octopus. Well, come on, it's legs. quite self-explanatory. Have you seen him on the court, mate? You can't beat him. You put your first shot. He just got his arms all over the place. He's quite a lanky sort of figure, and he just he's able to just to get shots you would never think were possible. <laughs> yeah. Like remember the one against Francis TFO, where he's got already he's totally turned away, yeah. celebrating like he's won the point. I know. And then all of a sudden he turns around, the ball's just passed him. Why did he? T- Never no, but come on, it, was, it looked like the point was over. I don't know how he's managed. He, he does shots, which never I've never seen. Never running, though, does he? Another one which brings, springs to mind instantly is the one against Federer, where he's done that slice. Yeah. I know when it's come back to the other side of the net. So, yeah, it's a brilliant tip. And, like, he's, he must be the top seed, right? Yeah, yeah, he's top seed. So, but yeah. it's a... Uh, I can... I look down the list, and I don't see anyone beating him. That was Fair it. enough. But... Pospisil's not an easy first uh, That's what I'm saying, yeah. Especially in the form Pospisil's been in. But he did well, but he came up short against Monfils. And I think Medvedev would probably beat Monfils, if I'm honest. Yeah, I agree. Maybe not in France, but... Yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. It's definitely a tricky match to start off with. I wouldn't want to be playing Vasek Pospisil in the form he's playing right now. So I think it's teeing I, up. I do feel like Medvedev will come through, but we'll see how it comes. It's teeing we'll up for a uh, Rublev-Medvedev quarter-final. And then on the other side, potentially uh, a t- titty pass versus a gut, yeah. That's that worries me. No, not so not a part. That could be a semi-final titty pass a gut. That's that worries me. Goffan a gut. Ooh, in the quarters, yeah, mate. They're all going to be difficult. I don't think any semi-final game in this tournament specifically There's is going to no be trick. It's well, going to be easy. Because they've got to have beaten like top players to get there. So, so who's who this one? This this tournament. This Rotterdam's an interesting one. Got Dan Evans in there. He's up against Karen Kachanov next. That's a very good match. Maybe next year we might even be there. We might be. We'll put it out there now. Our aim is to hopefully maybe be there next year. But we'll see how it goes. You'll get stuck in a coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> in the red light district. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's all right, just film it. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> Another ATP event, New York. Let's have a quick look into that one. Give our picks for that. Yeah, on New York, ATP New York, a player I thought who would do quite well in it, who's actually already gone out, is a bit of a surprise, Tennis Sangram. Yeah, that is a shock. He's I been thought... playing so well, and I thought really maybe he could do well, but Big I... Steve, I... Steve Johnson, big managed to beat Steve. him in two. Go so... on, Big Steve. Yeah, well, I didn't. I don't. I really did fancy Tennis Sangram. I thought he would do well in it, but what, what do I know about tennis? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's already out, so who's your tip for that one? My tip for this one? Uh, what? So yeah, my uh, my tip for New York is going to be had an amazing Australian Open, Milos Raonic. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's back. Is he the top seed? Uh, no, John Isner's the top oh, seed. Right, okay. But I think uh, yeah, Raonic second seed. So oh, right. sorry if it's safe again, but no, after no, you got to be honest. Gotta after be honest. the Australian Open, I was so impressed. Yeah, no, but, and Djokovic isn't in this tournament. I think he's so. the one to beat. In fact, I actually kind of agree with you. I think Raonic is the one, but if I had to pick someone else, I'd go for Nishioka. Yeah, well, he's like a bulldog for me around the court. He's like incredible. he's just so intense, and he's just very good. Player. He's so good on hard. Like it's his surface to a tee, and he's been getting some good results of late. So I fancy him to do well. So we'll see how it There's goes. One uh, fixture. Well, I'm hoping uh, we can get Ivo Karlovic. Hopefully, he can make it through, so we can set up the John Isner Ivo Karlovic match just for you. Mate, I won't be watching that. That's for sure. Can't stand. And then it. we can have like a, we can run like a little bet. Like how many aces do you reckon are gonna <laughs> fly in this match? The thing is, they're probably so lazy them to they just like let them go past. Like, if they see the other guy doing a big service, like, oh, just leave that one. Not to wait for my service. It's like the twin towers. You just know it? it's gonna be seven six six seven seven six. I'm not sure which way, but if you put a bet on a tie break, probably don't return much. That's a fact. Kevin Anderson, someone you haven't mentioned. Yeah, big Kev, no, he's, mate. He's capable, but big Kev no, he's from just, South he's just, Africa. No, he just had the match for Africa down there. He's like pumped up now. He's like, come on. No, nah, he's not my tip. All right, no, nah, neither me. I don't have much to say and say about him. I feel like Raonic is better than him, and I think this year is a better, better tennis player. So we'll see how it goes. Also, yeah, WTA event which is uh, happening over in Russia. Mm. Uh, What's this? Is there two in Russia? Or is it just the no, one? there's one in Russia. There's one in Thailand as oh, well. Okay. The Huahin. In uh, Thailand and uh, St. Petersburg. Nice. WTA. So I'm, I'm not familiar with the Thailand one too much, but the no, St. Petersburg one, there's a lot of good players there. Uh, I think you've got Kvitova, I think Bencic is Let me there. pull up the draw quickly. Yeah, we got Bencic as number one seed there. Uh, we've also got uh, Contas in there. She's got up against Dodin in the next round. Mm. We've got Burton's, Kiki. She's up against Kudamentova. Yeah, no, there's a, there's a few good players there. For me, I just think of it. Of, uh, I think it's her chance. Her, nah, she's going to win that one. Not for me. Who's going to win? Um, I'm back in the Ribe. Rybakina. Ah, Rybakina. Yeah, she yeah. was doing well then the last year. I think she's back in it again. She'll have a little injury though against Conta, so we'll see how that comes comes about. She's up against Ferro next. next that wasn't Conta, sorry. The other Brit, what's her name? Um, Watson. Watson, yeah. She's up against Ferro, uh, Italian. Fiona. Yeah, she's pretty good, but I think she should get past her. She's looking to maybe set up a semi-final, hopefully with Bencic along mm. the way. And it could be at the other end of the draw. We got Burton's maybe, quite like this Vekic, but she might come up against Kvitova in the quarters. But yeah, that's my tip. We'll, we'll see how that gets on. 
Uh, moving across to Thailand, we'll have a look a little. With Thailand, let's just give a pick anyway. There's only one player to pick from. Well, there was this. Well, I was going to pick. Well, you would pick Svitolina, I'm sure. She's the number one seed. And I would. I was going to say Kiang Wang as my pick. But there's somebody else of note that we can't go without mentioning. Fatigue is oh, in this tournament. Sure. And she's gone and knocked out sixth seed in the first round. Oh, wow. Yeah, so go on the TIG. Let's see how she does. Yeah. Should we move over to, uh, there's just some current events we should discuss. Mm. Do you see uh, Carolina Wozniacki's retired? Mate. I know. Think how many bets of yours she ruined over the <laughs> years. <laughs> but she did, she did help win a lot of them as well. And she was an incredible player. Yeah, so I think we say cheers to Caroline Wozniacki for an incredible career. Uh, including one Grand Slam win there at the Australian Open 2018. She reached the top of the women's game. She was number one for some time. And she's done everything really you can do in tennis. It's a shame she only won the one Grand Slam. Got to the but in all the others, she was in finals or semi-finals. She had a brilliant career. She's always been a very much respected tennis player. He's always um, yeah. always giving her all on the courts, which is always nice, even when she's losing. Or she had 30 WTA titles to her name, which is yeah. pretty impressive. So... Something I found weird about her retirement What's that? was you see um, Stephen Gerrard yeah. gave, sent her a message on, I think it was Instagram or something. I know, I didn't realise that <laughs> I didn't so really, close. I didn't see that relationship going, but I guess top sportsman. Yeah. Must have some, they've got some connection. Yeah, they must have met at some event somewhere. Or he's, I know, I think Gerrard just said he's a big tennis fan. Oh, nice. And he just followed her career. So. Stevie Gerrard. Stevie G. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Anyway, enough bad impressions. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, but well done to Carolina Wozniacki. Sad to see you go. But if you're doing it all for the right reasons, you had an incredible career. So here's to you. Yeah, just another current event. There was somebody uh, in one of the tournaments. I believe it was in Pune. Pune. Yeah, Pune. Pune. Yeah, Pune. in Pune. Uh, it was uh, Roberto Marcora had come out. He did so well. He beat... Benoit Pair, Not for the first time either. Really? He's beaten him before, a few years back. And that's his only ever win he's had against a top 50 or top 20 player. Pair's pissed off about that. (laughs) Not him again. (laughs) (laughs) But it was something uh, quite humbling a little bit. He obviously hasn't made too many ATP events. He's been on this Challenger tour, uh, like plying his trade. Uh, he was just opening up a little bit about how tough it is on the tour. And he said for this, he managed to earn, I think he made it to like the third round, got 16,000 like euros Not or bad. something like that. 16,000 euros uh, in, in a career where his total career earnings were 67,000 euros. Really? And that's in 11 years. Wow. That's I did not know career, that. career prize money. 67,000 euros. So that's the struggle of the Challenger Tour. He said there's some... And he's 30 years old, I think, 31, something like that. That that, that baffles me. I did not have a clue about that. I really yeah. thought they was making more money. Like, in the, uh, he said you can, you can fly to Buenos Aires and then you'll go out in the first round of a Challenger, you'll get 400 euros. So you're at a so, loss. Yeah, you're at a loss already. You've got flights. You've got, and he said that's that's before tax. 
You get taxed on the 400 as well, obviously. So I think they're not making that Yeah, money. you don't get taxed on losses. Think what ITF is making. No, no. See, that's what I mean. Like, that's crazy. That someone's playing for 11 years and they're making, like, that's about £6,000 a year. Gosh. Or 6,000 euros. It's even less. That's shocking. Did not, did not have a clue about that. How's he surviving? Well, he must be doing other bits and yeah, bobs. Yeah, must be. I feel like there must. there's obviously different revenue income coming, not just from the prize money or different tournaments sure. where you get sponsorship deals and stuff, but it's clearly not enough, is it? So no, exactly. It's and nice that he got some got some money from this one, though. Well, 16K, yeah. It's, it's like nice a nice little top up, mate. That's a third of his whole career earnings all in one <laughs> tournament, which is crazy. <laughs> I know, it is a bit weird. So, yeah, that was just like something interesting that I just picked up when he did an interview... Uh, with one of these tennis uh, channels and yeah hmm. really interesting to see what goes on on the more of the grassroots level the challenges and stuff so it's a struggle and to get to a certain certain level to get to that atp level is not easy and to stay at the atp level is even harder it's right and i think this is a good opportunity now to, to discuss some of our fan questions so previously i must yeah. admit we've not had much engagement we've tried our best we're trying to get people engaged we've not had the most the last video, we had like 60-odd, 70 comments. Yeah, so I know. It's blown Thank up. you so much for the comments. Yeah, Instagram, um, Twitter, YouTube. I, we're not going to definitely be able to get through all of them, but no. I think we should go for one we picked out. Like We picked out one. We thought, oh, that's actually a really interesting question. Yeah, we had a question, a guy on uh, Instagram called Mr. World Lamb, mm. and uh, he asked, who is your favourite tennis player without including the big three? of uh, Federer, Nadal, Djokovic. So wait, when you say favourite, do you mean like... Who's it's hard to know because he's not here to ask him. Favourite to watch because most people... When you say favourite, it doesn't necessarily be the best player. No, it doesn't have to be best. Just, just who, someone who, who you, you love. Enjoy. Yeah, who, who do you love? Who do you love watching? Yeah, who's like the one that you just go, ah, oh, I'm supporting them every step of the way. That's a good question. Do you know who your one is? I'm going to have to think about it for a sec. Yeah, I'm going to take a moment as well because I want to make sure that we give this guy the respect he deserves in terms of actually answering the question fully. But I think I know who mine is. And you'll know who mine is as well. <laughs> not sure. Any not idea? Sure. No, sure no, 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 no. Casper Rudd. Uh, no, I thought you might say him. He's been someone like, since he burst through and like, He's been dubbed as like one of the top young players coming through. He played in the, uh, the next-gen tournament this year, uh, or last year now. Um, did quite well. Didn't do it brilliant. And I can see that he's quite a young player coming through, but I just love his style of play, and I love his enthusiasm as well. Like, when you see him in post-match interviews, he's so positive all the time. And he's always someone who's um, trying to better his game. So he's... I just, I just, I have a really big connection with him. I don't, I've never met him, obviously, but it's just something like I feel like I've met. Him. It's, do you know when sometimes you, you don't know, you've never met someone, but you feel like if you was, you'd get on with him. Yeah. I have that sort of bond with Casper Rudd. That's really good. And um, for me, that's the reason I'd pick him, and I feel like he's got all the ability to become a really top player. Um. So yeah, for me, and not just that, he's a, he's a predominantly a clay court player, but he's very versatile, able to play on all the different surfaces. We've seen on grass, he's able to adapt and, and yep. beat good players at Wimbledon or whatever. So for me, like, as a clay court specialist, I feel like he's right up there. And so Casper Rudd is my favourite player outside of the top three. Wow. Has that given you enough time to think about yours? Yeah, I was thinking about mine, but I'm so interested in 
the use like the the next generation of tennis i'm so mm. much more focused when you talk about i just love watching tennis in general as it is like i rarely have favorites i just want to see an epic match every time so i would have to try and pick somebody who would be actually up and coming mm. like uh, that's what i did to be fair yeah you pick someone but you pick somebody who's actually well renowned now like but i'm really yeah but he's still up and coming he's not done anything yet he's not he's not he's not really won anything or done anything special well, he's not won anything special but i thought you might pick martin for some reason but uh yeah well, he's in the discussion i know there's a lot of tennis players i i really like but for me my favorite i'd probably say casper casper Ruth. i think uh probably my favorite tennis player then uh it might surprise you a little bit just for his energy and his just, I don't know, just comes across as a really likable person and always liked to watch him play. Joe Wilfred Songer. Mm, okay. just, he's been around for a while. Yeah, he's no, always, I used to like him. He just, he always has a smile on his face on the court. He's always like playing up to the crowds. He, like whenever he's in a match, he's always in the match, even against top people. He's yeah. always. I went to actually see him live once oh, in really? the O2. You know, they do the ATP mm. um, tournament at the end of the year in the O2. And he played against, I think I watched against Rafa Nadal. I'm not sure, I think he might have lost it, but <coughs> it went all the way to the end. Like he played an incredible game. And he's been there, he's, he's been, he's quite an experienced player now. Yeah. He's always got that sort of thrill factor. He's a brilliant server. Yeah. Incredible. And um, he's extremely good at the net as well. Like I, like, I love his volley and his incredible volley. Yeah, I think he's just got that power play. Yeah, it's a good pick. I, I just think just for overall entertainment value, he's someone you'd he's always... Like an all, he's like an overall package, I isn't think, he? I think he's one of those players, whenever he's on court, people want to watch him play. I agree, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, yeah, I would always go and watch a match. If Song is on court, I'm there. Yeah, well, thanks for the question. I hope we answered yeah, it as best thanks. as we can. Indeed. Uh, yeah, so moving away from that, who's your L of the week? On a more negative note, yeah, my ne L of the week, without much thinking about it, is Osaka. Ah, yeah, I saw Awful. that result. Awful. Oh, what was she, she done? up to? That was in the Fed Cup, wasn't it? Yeah, in the Fed Cup. So yeah. it's like Japan versus, I think they're playing, was it Spain at the time? Yeah. Spain's... Uh, Cerebro Torres. Serena Tor Torres. Cerebro Torres. I yeah. Think that's her name, isn't it? She lost the first set 6-0. Yeah. She's, what, she, well, she's down to world number 10 now, but still, come on. And what did she lose <laughs> the second set? 6-3. 6-3. It was just, honestly, I did not see it coming. Osaka was a massive favourite to win it. And um, she's been in wow. brilliant form the last yeah. eight months. She no, lost to Corey Goff, though, and... Uh, she went out a bit, she didn't even win a set. Yeah, but she's been... I think based on her form, I wasn't Come on, I did, I did not see her lose 6-0, 6-1. No, six I, didn't, three. Six, I didn't see her losing 6-0. That's ridiculous. I thought like... I was even saying to her... It was all the unforced errors, though. She made... In the first set, I saw a statistic. I forget how many it was, but it was a ridiculous amount. I was even saying to somebody, I just errors. thought she was going to wait until she was 5-3 down in the second before she made her comeback. <laughs> or 5-0. Yeah. That's something she would do. But she didn't. She oh, was wow. just, she's obviously still in bad form from the Australian Open. So for me, Asaka, L of the week. Well, for me, there was just a shocking result. Uh, one of the, another women's match, Stojanovic. Um, right. And yeah, she's number 82 in the world. 
She's playing against Larsen from Sweden. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's quite old, Larsen, right? I believe so. She's 230 in the world. Or yeah, but she's been around for a bit. So 6160, right? <laughs> <laughs> what, what happened there? What, <laughs> what? I do, do you not feel, though, this is another, definitely a topic for another podcast, but do you not feel like the women's game, you're able to see like these crazy results like more often than the men, say? I think so, because I don't think there's as many female quitters as there is male quitters. I think men retire from matches more than women, to be honest. I think women, yeah. maybe, I don't know. It's like, just from what I see, I see more of these freak results, and they, women tend to finish their matches unless they're really, really injured on court. Whereas guys, just some of them just throw in the towel and just go, yeah, I'm 6 0, 4 1 down, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can have it. It's like snooker. Yeah, they're certainly not I'll as reliable, these women matches, because. Even like uh, following some big betting pages and different uh, tipsters and people who do it for like a living, like professional yeah. gamblers. A lot of them who do tennis, they'll avoid all WTA. Well, they won't touch it. They won't bet on it at all. They're just solely ATP. And that's their reason it's is because it's, um, it's unpredictable. It's very volatile. It's a very volatile market. Well, in terms of you don't really know what's ever going to happen. And like you say, a player who could be like 400 rankings above can lose 6-0, 6-0 one week to, to someone... On the on the other hand, it could be where you make your money. Yeah, but come on, you can never you never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to happen. A soccer losing. There's no method to the madness sometimes, and um, there is none. No. (laughs) But what do you think? So no, it's a good it's a good pick. I'm not sure who to go with. Well, I'll let you decide actually this week because you you watch both, right? I didn't watch the Stojanovic match, so we'll go off what you think. Well, in all fairness, it was a really feeble effort from Stojanovic, but. I was gonna pick Osaka just because he's such a big name. Oh really? Yeah, I mean, that was what I was originally going for. But then you told me you were picking that one. And I was like, <laughs> I had already seen this other one. And I was like, right, oh well. <laughs> so I think we were united in L of the week, Osaka. But yeah, but thanks for everybody with the uh, questions. Keep your questions coming in. Uh, yeah, please keep subscribing. Uh, keep following us on Instagram. Keep and share uh, it with your friends. Anyone who likes tennis, just share the podcast. Let's just try and make it bigger yeah, and bigger every week. Let's build it up. We're only going to get bi- we're only going to get better the bigger it gets. Like. And don't worry, all the people. I know that there's a lot of people out there. You're just like talk about more stats. Come on, we need more stats. Like this is just too vague of stuff. Don't worry, it's coming. It's coming. We're building coming. it. Like we're we're building up to a big episode. Yeah. The GOAT chat is going to continue. Yep. So I'm not as enthusiastic as always because I'm just not very well. But he's just he's trying to give me his virus, <laughs> probably. But I'll, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll make sure next week I'm much better and um, we'll be able to give you the, the quality content you deserve. That's it. So, yeah, thanks for everything. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and we'll see you next week. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.